This is Abroad in Education, a podcast where I unpack the international suitcase by focusing on EdPats and their experiences within education. I'm your host, Tiffany Lachelle. All around the world. Welcome to another mini episode of Abroad in Education. So today I am going to be sharing a story with you all from one of my experiences in Morocco. Um, I've decided to title this episode, Don't Talk to Nobody Outside of the Crew. Um, I know this will be an interesting reflection because when I was actually living in Morocco, um, those of you who have been around for a while, I was I wrote a blog. I was blogging about my experience and um, the the blog was called From Moro to Morocco. And this particular story was one of the stories that I was able to share into that space. So it, it brings up so many memories to even go back and think about and, and put myself back into that space again. But this, this, this particular story is connected to um, a place in Morocco called Mazagan. And I'm forgetting exactly what city it's in, but um, this is more like a resort that is basically in the middle of nowhere. And we always heard, you know, so many great things that was happening at Mazagan um, that, you know, for my birthday, I decided that I wanted to go and I invited one of my colleagues, Nikki, to come with me. So her and I decided to go to Mazagan one weekend to bring in, oh, you know, I'm actually forgetting how old I was turning at this point. Oh, it's been that that long ago. But uh, we decided to bring in my birthday. And this is a place that has, I mean, serious fancy rooms. Um, it's a resort that you don't have to leave because there's so much to do there. They have like horseback riding. You know, you can get massages. Um, there's a beautiful beach right in the back. I mean, everything is, you know, what some people would define as posh, very posh. <laughs> so I decided to go here for my birthday. So Nikki and I, we get there. Um, we basically hired a driver to take us from Casablanca to Mazagan. And we get there. And of course, you know, this is a weekend experience. So we drop our bags off in the room and we decided that we wanted to go down to the bar. So the bar is in the midst of the lobby area. And the two of us are sitting, you know, in the lobby and, you know, kind of sticking out. You have two black women that are sitting, the lo- and sitting in the lobby in the midst of, you know, a lot of Moroccan visitors. And this is not a place where um, the average Moroccan is going to be. This is a place where a lot of the um, elite, well off, you know, folks that have money to spend, this is where they're going to be. So Nikki and I were sitting in the lobby and of course we get the attention of a group of Moroccan men and there were probably maybe four of them. Um, they looked like they were well off. I mean, they had drinks all over the bar, you know, they were talking and just enjoying the space as well. So we're sitting there and we're having our own conversation, you know, we're laughing and chatting and catching up and um, we ended up having one of the men approach us. And um, I informed them them that, you know, it was my birthday and we're here celebrating the birthday. And and he says, well, you all should come to dinner tonight. You know, we we can definitely celebrate your birthday together. So, you know, I get excited. Okay, you know, let's do that. That'll be nice. 
So later that night for dinner, um, we dress up, you know, everything is nice. We go down to this very fancy restaurant. I mean, there's nice foods, there's nice drinks. You have your tagines with chicken and olives. You know, you have your tagines with beef and dates. You know, you have all of these very nice Moroccan foods there. I mean, it was amazing. And it was a lot of just, you know, talking and laughing and, you know, many glasses of wine. And we're just all enjoying this space together. So the night basically ends with um, the waitress delivering a plate with a cake on it that basically said, happy birthday, Tiffany. And it was written in chocolate. So I, I mean, it was an amazing first day. I really enjoyed it. And just the hospitality that these men showed to us, you know, it, it was, thank you. I appreciate it. And now I'm going to go back to my room. Now that's what I have in my mind. <laughs> So after that night, we were invited to um, go to dinner with them again, and not the group, but one particular man, and his name was Redwan. <laughs> so Redwan, he invites us, and he basically says that there's a particular restaurant at Mazagan that you have to have reservations for, and he was going to make sure that he got reservations, and you know we could um, celebrate the actual my actual birthday having dinner at this fancy restaurant. And of course, we agreed. Um, we ended up spending the day out by the pool and just, you know, having a normal day, just her and I connecting and having a good time. And then later on that night, we met him for dinner. So the the restaurant was very interesting because there was actually a traveling Moroccan band that was up on stage. And I mean, this was a well-known band. And, and when I say band, um, it's a lot of traditional instruments, um, of course, Moroccan music. Um, my assumption is that sh uh, this group was singing in Arabic and um, very well received from the crowd. So in the midst of us having dinner and, you know, the band is on stage. <laughs> I don't know if he set this up, but someone came to our table and grabbed me and Nikki's hands and pulled us up on the stage. So we are on stage dancing with this singer, you know, it's it's a lot of the traditional movements and we're clapping and, you know, just moving to these instruments. And it was a really nice experience. I mean, these are memories that just continue to sit in my head because here we are in Morocco at this amazing place called Mazagan. You know, here we are on stage dancing with these singers and this is how I'm bringing in my birthday. So um, after that, you know, we, we have our dinner, we enjoy the music and Red Juan says, okay, so there's a nightclub that we're going to go to. I've already let them know that we're coming. You all just grab your things and we'll go right over there. So we go into the nightclub and, you know, a lot of people just envisioning Morocco, I'll say a lot of people don't realize, and, and it's not Western, I have to say, but it has a lot of Western influences. So when I went into this nightclub, it reminded me of a nightclub in like Miami. It's almost like a, it looked like a boxing rink. And that was basically the VIP. And it had like, you know, uh, couches all over. And, and that area, which was kind of um, lifted, was surrounded by smaller tables um, on the outside of it. So, of course, because we're with Red One, we go to the VIP section. And we're up on this stage, you know, we're, we're sitting on the, on the furniture, you know, we're getting bottle service and just all of this attention is being brought our way. 
So in the midst of this VIP section, there's there's quite a few groups. I mean, there's there's a group of women in this area. There's a group of folks in this area, you know, very traditional with any nightclub experience. And in the midst of us talking, us being in that space, Redwan um, was approached by a woman that had come over from one of the other groups. And, you know, he's just talking to her and they're having a good old ha ha kiki moment. And I'm not going to lie. I did get a little jealous. So, you know, I got to the point where I said, well, I'm not going to sit here and watch him have a good time. I'm going to have a good time as well. So Nikki and I, we start dancing, you know, we're having an amazing time, start chatting with folks. And I ended up meeting a guy and I want to say his name was Sharif. And Sharif, he did salsa. I mean, this man was spinning me around and, you know, <laughs> turning me every which way but loose. And I was having an amazing time with him. So we're dancing and laughing. And, you know, I'm kind of looking over at Redwan and, you know, he's entertained. So it wasn't a big deal. And then randomly, one of the bouncers comes over to me and Sharif and taps Sharif on the shoulder and pulls him away. The next thing I knew, he was getting escorted out of the club. So I'm like, okay. Didn't know what that was. It was just like, okay, well, you know. I'm just going to go and, you know, keep going. I didn't, I didn't really think about it. I just, you know, kept enjoying myself. So it really wasn't a big deal. So I go back over to Redwan and he's looking like nothing has happened. You know, everybody's having a good time. You know, the woman had walked away and, and now he was ready for my attention again. So he and I were talking, we're dancing and, you know, this woman comes up again and I'm thinking, you know, this is this is a familiar um, relationship. He knows her, you know, I don't know how he knows her. But it was one of those things where she was very comfortable, um, really taking his attention from me. So I allowed him to have that space again. And in the midst of him speaking with her, one of the men that was in her party approached me and basically said, you know, oh, you know, are you all from here? And I told him, no, you know, we're from America, we're teachers here, you know, and all this stuff. And we're having an interesting conversation. And it really wasn't anything. It was just like, you know, you are welcome. You know, I hope you appreciate your time here. And I noticed that Red One was watching me talk to this man. And it really wasn't a big deal. And I'm talking to him. And then all of a sudden, again, a bouncer comes up and taps the man on the shoulder and he says whatever he says, and the man walks back over to the section that he was in. So now I'm confused. And I'm like, okay, something is happening that I'm not seeing. So I'm talking to Red One again, and um, I'm not, I, I'm forgetting exactly how everything transpired at that point. But I know at, at a certain time, we were getting ready to leave. And we're walking toward the door and the man who, you know, had basically told us that, you know, you are welcome. I hope you all enjoy this country. You know, this, this and this. He comes up and is, is ready to tell us goodbye. Right. Because we're getting ready to go. So Red Juan flips out. Nobody disrespects me. Nobody disrespects me. And the bouncer comes and tries attempts to grab this man. But before he could grab the man, Red Juan turns around and punches him right in the face. Nobody disrespects me. This is my club. No one disrespects me. 
And me and Nikki got so scared. <laughs> it was like, what is going on? So we finally get outside of the club and both of us are looking like two 10-year-old kids that just got yelled out, yelled at by their dad. And, you know, our heads are down. We're quietly walking back to the hotel because the, the nightclub was literally like out one door from the hotel and into another one. So we're walking back to the hotel <laughs> and he is just flipping out. I mean, this man is angry. So he turns around because he's he's storming off in front of us and we're just, you know, quietly following behind him. And he turns around and he takes his finger and pushes my shoulder and was like, and you, you are just talking to everybody and this, this and this. And I said, Redwood, and this is my 10 year old voice, like you but not talk, talk crazy to your daddy. <laughs> I said he was just asking where I was from. Like, it's not a big deal. Chill you disrespected me and you know it just it was bad so we get back to the hotel and in front of the hotel the first thing you see is a casino and I think the rest of his friends were in the casino so as soon as we got back into the hotel he walked into the casino and I want you all <laughs> to just think about what's love got to do with it right imagine Tina Turner and Ike right the last time that Ike beat Tina, and this is when they were in the hotel, and she went in the bathroom and looked at her face and was like, I am done. And the next scene is her running across the highway, trying to get to the hotel across the street. Okay, this is me and Nikki. We started running. I mean, <laughs> we were gone trying to get to the hotel because this man was crazy and it was one of those things where it was like I when I talked to Nikki I said girl what happened and she's like I don't know all I saw was him punch that man in the face and I still don't know why so you know we we safely make it to the hotel you <laughs> were cracking up and you know having a good old time about what <laughs> happened and our hotel phone rings so we answer the phone. First of all, how do you know where our what our room number is? <laughs> so that's the first question because he never came to the room. And when we answer, it's not Red One, it's his friend. And his friend is explaining to me, you know, Red One is very upset. You know, he he feels very disrespected. You know, you shouldn't talk to anybody that's not in the group. He's done a lot for you all. He's he's shown you all a good time. You know, you, you you can't talk to anybody that's not in the group. So that was my amazing lesson about don't talk to nobody that's not in the crew. Because if you do, you might be creating problems that don't need to be created. <laughs> I'm glad I got to share this story with you all. Thanks for checking in. All right, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Let's keep the conversation going and search Abroad in Education on Facebook to join the private group, The EdPat Lounge. And for more information about this podcast, go to abroadineducation.com.